Hi, everybody. We're trying something new on the podcast this week. I'm calling it a little bit of a Q&A wellness grab bag. I had posted some question boxes on Instagram asking for people's ideas and suggestions and questions for the podcast and podcast episodes, and I got some really fun different variety of questions, I thought, why not start doing a little bit of a Q&A grab bag series where each one of these episodes, you know, we'll throw them in on occasion. Each one of these episodes will have um, just a few questions that people submit. So if you ever want to ask a question and have it answered on the podcast, you can do that too. You can send a DM on Instagram at bewellwithsteph, or you can send an email to steph at bewellwithsteph.com and get your question on the podcast. Hey there. And welcome to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. This is the show for you if you believe that personal wellness can be an actively pursued goal and you're ready to tackle building healthier daily habits with a little bit of good humor, a little bit of grace, and a little bit of coffee. I'm Steph. I'm your wellness and nutrition coach and your host. And I want to make it really clear. You're not expected to be or live perfectly here. Lord knows I don't. After battling diet culture and then learning to navigate the world of wellness culture myself, I know a few things are true. One, it doesn't have to be complicated to be effective. Two, you are capable of creating a lifestyle you love. And three, you have everything you need to start doing that today inside your own beautiful self. On this show, we'll talk about nourishing yourself, moving your body, getting a good night's sleep, caring for your mental health, being in community, and maintaining day-to-day practices that make you feel good. I'm here to help empower you to create and maintain a lifestyle of wellness that gives you the strength, energy, and confidence to go after your wildest dreams. The first submitted question we're going to tackle today asked about low-calorie alcoholic drinks for summertime. Not everybody is watching calories or counting calories or anything like that, and that's not usually a practice that I advocate for when it comes to managing your nutrition, but we know that alcohol contains calories, alcoholic drinks contain calories, and if you are working on making healthy choices um, throughout summertime or any time of year, you might want to gravitate toward um, adult beverages that are going to make the least impact on your overall nutrition energy balance. So if that's something that you have in mind and, you know, adult beverages sound good occasionally in the warm, sunny weather, I can shed a little bit of light on this area. Um, In general, just some kind of general calorie counts for you. Um, A glass of wine, standard five ounce glass of wine contains about 130 calories. A beer, like a craft beer, an IPA, um, a stout, something a little bit heavier can range anywhere from 150 calories to up to 350 calories per 12 ounce beer. You can feel that when you drink it, it feels heavier. And some of those calories also come from carbohydrates as not just the alcohol, as the alcohol content increases, the calorie content increases, but also in those situations, you have calories coming from carbohydrates. 
a light beer or a hard seltzer, something of that nature, is about 100 calories per can or per 12-ounce serving. That's the same for pretty much all liquor. All liquor, vodka, gin, tequila, rum, whiskey, whatever your uh, drink of choice is, is about 100 calories per shot or 100 calories per ounce and a half. So as far as making low-calorie choices go, um, your lowest-calorie options are going to be things like those seltzers or a mixed drink. But um, as far as calories go, it's more about what you mix with the alcohol that can add up very quickly. So if you are mixing um, non-diet soda or pop, something full of sugar, tonic water, juice, syrup, a drink mix, like a margarita mix, anything like that, those are going to be really caloric because they are going to be full of sugar. Your best option then is to opt for um, mixing an alcohol with water, sparkling water, seltzer water, soda water, maybe uh, fresh fruit or muddled fruit, herbs like mint leaves, basil leaves, things like cucumber to create some of those summery flavors, uh, but without adding calories on top of the calories from the alcohol. So I hope that that answers your question. If you are enjoying a fun summer beverage anytime soon, then cheers. The second question asked for easy lunch ideas. So I'm going to give you a few of my favorites and then also point you in the direction where you can find some more. My go-tos are usually things like grain or greens bowls. That's one of my primary things. If you are familiar with Core Life Eatery or any place like that where you can make, um, kind of choose your own bowls. Maybe you've got um, lettuce or arugula as some sort of green or spinach. You have some sort of grain like rice or quinoa or farro or even some kind of pasta or noodle. And then you have um, other protein sources, beans, chickpeas, uh, hummus, falafel, tofu, tempeh, other protein sources. And then the variety of fillers, all kinds of mix and match options, uh, vegetables, nuts and seeds, fruit, berries, uh, dried fruit, you name it, it can go in a bowl of grains and greens. So my kind of go-to method is to choose some sort of base, what the grain is going to be, what the green is going to be, what the protein rich source is going to be, whatever odds and ends there are in the refrigerator, and then a dressing that you like or a sauce or condiment that you enjoy, because then you have that rich flavor on top of that combination of nutrients. It just makes it really quick to grab those components from your refrigerator and toss them with a sauce that makes it enjoyable. You have to enjoy your food. So it's not enough for me to just say I'm eating a salad. I need a salad that has some crunch, that has some texture, that has some maybe herbs and spices or rich flavor. Then it's going to turn into a delicious lunch. Beyond that, I often like to prep um, tofu squares or tempeh strips or something like that that is a protein-dense source in advance that I can add to a sandwich or a wrap or one of those bowls. But if I have a marinated buffalo tempeh in the refrigerator that's already ready and I have a package of wraps and a container of greens and maybe a tomato, some avocado, I can assemble a sandwich or a wrap really, really quickly and they're also pretty portable. Speaking of portable, you always have the option of creating yourself an adult snack box or, if you're at home, a snack plate. Again, we're just thinking about pulling together those different food groups, those different nutrient profiles into one cohesive box or plate. So, for example, I might have, um, let's keep it really simple, 
some hummus or bean dip of some kind. It's usually higher in protein if it's something that you've made, if you've just maybe put some chickpeas or black beans in the food processor with a little bit of olive oil, maybe some salt, uh, garlic powder, tahini if you want to, um, and pulse it all up into like your own bean dip. That tends to be more protein rich than the hummus alternative you're buying at the grocery store. But whatever works for your schedule at the time is cool. So some kind of hummus, vegetable like pepper strips, uh, carrots, celery, cucumber, some um, maybe crackers, whole grain crackers on the side, maybe some kind of fruit like apple and peanut butter. That's a lunch right there. You have protein from the beans and the peanut butter. You have complex carbohydrates from a whole grain cracker and all that fiber and nutrients and water from the vegetables and fruit. And then you've got some healthy fats in there with peanut butter or guacamole, something like that. So you can pull all those components together. You don't have to cook it. You don't really have to prep it unless vegetables have to be cut up or you are going to make a bean dip. Um, But really you're just thinking, how am I going to give myself a variety of nutrients pretty quickly, I'm going to make myself an awesome snack plate. I do have five more easy lunch ideas to share with you that are kind of specific combinations of those bowls that I talked about first. I have a freebie for you. It's five simple lunch ideas, and I will make sure I link it in the show notes. If you just want to type right now into your uh, search engine, you can go to bewellwithstuff.com slash the number five, five simple lunch ideas. The last topic from Instagram that I wanted to address in this episode is not as fun as summer drinks and not as simple as lunch ideas, but super, super important. And that is um, someone asked, what are some of those um, beliefs that we have that come from diet culture? Um, We talk a lot about the idea of freeing ourselves from diet culture or the fact that a diet culture influences our food choices. But what exactly do we mean by that? What are we being influenced to believe? Um, And this could be such a long answer because diet culture really is that kind of set of ideals or set of norms that we have developed or come to believe as true that are based not on ideas about protecting our health or improving our nutrition, but are instead based around ways of eating or patterns of eating that are supposed to um, create weight loss or get us to a smaller body size. Those are what we mean by diet culture ideals. And there are just so, so many that have developed over the years, decades, um, that we come to kind of just accept as truths. I'll give you a couple examples of those. Um, Maybe the idea that you should never eat past a certain time at night. 7 p.m. is often a time I hear. You shouldn't eat past 7 p.m. Well, in reality, if you haven't eaten dinner yet and you just have a later shifted schedule and it's 7, 8 o'clock, you should probably still eat. Um, The same goes for morning time, where you'll hear a lot about intermittent fasting these days or the idea that you should wait in the morning to eat. Well, if you wake up and you're hungry and you're starting to get shaky or nauseous and your stomach is growling for food, then waiting till later in the morning isn't appropriate for your body. So Definitely something to keep in mind that a lot of times we have these arbitrary rules that are affecting our thinking or our decision-making that really aren't related to the needs of our body. Another example could be um, about not just when we eat, but what we choose to eat. For example, that it's always better to choose a low-calorie alternative. Um, If you're able to get the low-calorie wrap, the low-calorie juice, the low-calorie 
um, granola bar, the low-calorie uh, swap, like taking out your pasta and putting in zucchini, right? We're often made to think that the low-calorie alternative is what's going to be best for us, but our body does need calories. Our calorie is a unit of measurement for the energy in food. Our body needs energy and calories from food. So if we're always prioritizing the low calorie option, it's possible we're putting ourselves into a place of restriction that we don't necessarily need to be in or that isn't optimal for our body. That's a diet culture ideal based off the fact that uh, diets and diet programs and that way of thinking would have us believe that less is going to be better, that smaller is going to be better. And that's just not always the case. Um, the last example I'll give on that is the idea of prioritizing or avoiding certain macronutrients. So ideas that um, just like low calorie is better, ideas that low carbohydrate is better or that low fat is better. Um, often that leads us to believe that um, if we consume dietary fat, you know, foods that are high in fat, that that's going to directly translate to body fat or that we should prioritize protein because eating more protein is going to give me more muscles. It's going to build more protein in my body. That's not necessarily true if you're not doing strength training that utilizes that protein to build muscle. So we have these ideas that maybe some macronutrients are better for us like protein and some are to be avoided like uh, carbohydrates or fat, depending on the diet trend that you're listening to at that time. Um, and in reality, our body needs all of those. Just like our body needs calories, our body needs carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. They all have um, really important jobs in our bodies. And that's why they're called macronutrients because we have to consume them in really significant amounts as opposed to you know our micronutrients like our vitamins and minerals that we consume in smaller amounts. We need all of those macros. It doesn't mean we have to be counting them to a specific percentage, but it does mean that they're all important for appropriate body functions. And so when we start to shift away from diet culture, start to free ourselves from that, we instead put our emphasis on nourishment, on abundance of nutrients, on um, paying attention to what we are feeding and fueling our body with and listening to the way that our body responds or what it's asking for. I spent a long time talking about this topic, um, the conversation with a woman named Kiana Williams, who hosts a podcast and online community called Grow to Be Free. It's really a lifestyle brand that helps promote and support the personal growth and development in young women. And we spent a long time in this conversation about how diet culture influences our relationship with food and how other things influence our relationship with food how we can find the freedom to listen to our own body's needs um, in this recent podcast episode. So I'd love to share that with you. I will also link that in the show notes directly to that episode link on Spotify, but you can always check out the Grow To Be Free website for a little more about Kiani as well. So that's our first Q&A grab bag episode. I hope you like this kind of thing. If you'd like to hear more of it, definitely let me know and send me your questions. Again, you can shoot them over in Instagram DMs or you can email them right to me. It's always me on the other end of email and Instagram, just waiting to chat with you. So send those over. We'll pull some other cool topics. They don't have to necessarily be nutrition focused. If you wanna talk about um, habit building, mindset shifts, other areas of wellness, 
It's all fair game here. We're just here to continue supporting a healthy lifestyle and to help you create habits that you love so that you can build confidence, you can learn to nourish your body, and that you can build these practices from a place of self-love. I've been Steph. Thank you for hanging out here, and we will talk to you guys more very soon. Thank you so much for listening to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to BeWellWithStuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm Be Well With Steph everywhere you like to hang out on social media, so come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well. That's it.